See, are we good evening yet? <laughs> afternoon, good afternoon. You may notice that I am not Michelle Thompson. This was her class that she was teaching on uh, changing the world by sowing seeds of prayer. And uh, she had a death in her family. So uh, she called me Thursday and said, I have a big ask. And she said, I mean, a really big ask. And I said, okay, I'm bracing myself. She says, you need to sit down. <laughs> and so um, she asked me to fill in with, for her. And I thought, okay, I can do this. Do you want to send me your points? Or She said, oh, no, no. You just, you know, you know something about prayer. You just do what you do. I said, okay, Jesus. You know how when you're young, they tell you, the answer is always, Jesus. Yeah. So, that's why you have me today. And I believe that God always has a plan. And uh, not only did he surprise me, he surprised you. But I think that he's going to take us someplace this afternoon. And uh, it may not be the way that Michelle was, but I, I feel like God has been talking to me about prayer. And, you know, I've asked some people in the room to read some scriptures for us to start out with. And so if you have a scripture, we'll start back here. And if you'll just... She told me she had her Bible, so... Okay. Wow. That's great. Amen. I'm feeling encouraged already. It's Romans 12, 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continually, steadfastly in prayer. Amen. Amen. Okay, I think I gave about six people. So if you have one, just, as we should say, popcorn, just stand up and read it. Okay. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing the praises. Amen. Psalm 17, 6. I have called upon you for you to hear me, O God. Incline your ear to me and hear my speech. Amen. Uh, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful, and in Mark 11:25. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. James 5:16. Confess your sins to each other, pray for each other, so that you can heal. You did a good job. I gave it to him and he says, do I have to like read it out loud? <laughs> so, good job. You know, all of these have to do with prayer. And I'm sure a lot of us signed up for this class. Actually, I signed up for this class. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, because we have already a relationship with prayer, or we want to get better, we, we, know, we know some things about prayer. And, uh, but I think the thing about prayer, I have to look at my own life, was that I had to get to know Him in order to, to pray the way that I, I believe He wants us to pray. And so, disclaimer here, I don't use these very often. So if it starts just going all over the place, give me grace. So, prayer changes things. We all, we all know that. It changes people. I can, I'm sure some of us in this room have prayed for people that uh, we're saying, God, you need to change some things in them. And a lot of times that, that people is right here. Situations. 
often that's the thing that drives us to our knees. Because there's a situation or situations that we are out of control with. We, we can't contain it or manipulate it. Atmosphere. You know, all of us have gone into a prayer meeting or maybe into our home and begin to set the atmosphere for prayer. As we begin to just cry out to the Lord, as we begin to sing His praises, sometimes it's as I sit and weep, God comes in. And all of a sudden there is a shift in the atmosphere. Prayer does that. Direction. Uh, one of my sessions that I was in, uh, Tom Bowler, he talked about strategic planning. And he said one of the most important things is to pray. You know, we all have, we want the plan, we want the strategy. And often we, we say, oh yeah, pray about it. But he's saying, you know, don't even start. Because when you pray, God will he will direct you, especially if you're in a team. And so, so often, we want to skip that part when we're working on getting somewhere. But if we wait, He will direct us. And it's so much better when He does it, isn't it? So much better. Prayer changes things. It really does. So now we get to the point of what is prayer? And I'm sure everybody in here could give an answer. But it's really just a way to communicate. Commune, talk, interact, be with God. I mean, we can get real spiritual and say, it is when the Spirit of God sets... I mean, it's just talking. You know, it's just being with Him. You don't need a degree. You don't have to be saved Uh, for 10 years before he starts listening up. I think we read one scripture that talked about that he he hears our cry. His ear is open to us. So it's just interacting with God. See if I'm going the right way. Yes. Prayer is relational. You know, because God is a... He's... He's not a thought. He's a person. He's a, he's a living being. And his whole plan has always been to be with us relationally. You know, if you, you, we can't even talk about prayer if we don't know him relationally. Um, if you want to have a good, strong prayer life... You need to know Him. Uh, But what does that mean, to know Him? His character. You know, Moses had to take the people out of Egypt. And uh, he went through a lot of crazy things with those people. There was lots of mermen and complaining and... uh, Many times Moses hit his knees in intercession for God's people. On times where we would have thought, after a few, after a while, the same old, same old, still you gripe and complain, God gives you this, you gripe and complain, He does this for you, it's not enough. Each time Moses intervenes. And yet, you know, I would think sometimes I'd be like, you know what, Lord? Yeah, get us some new people. Because there's been a few times that he said, you know, get away from these people. I'm going to just get rid of them. We'll start all over. You're still going to have, uh, you know, your nation be numbered, but these folks. And I, I'm going to just be honest, I would have been like, okay. You know, after about the sixth time of listening and being accused and abused. But Moses didn't. He interceded because he knew God's character. He knew that God was loving. He was just. He was merciful. He knew that God 
really didn't want to kill those people. He wanted to bring them close. And Moses had to step in and remind God of just how merciful he was. How loving, how compassionate. He was able to do that because he knew God's character. It enables him to be able to pray a prayer that selfishly, he just said, I'm tired. Yeah, they did it, and they did it, and more besides, you know. But because he knew God's character, he stood in the gap for God's people. His heart. Galatians 4.6 says that God put the spirit of his son in the hearts, our hearts. Okay, we are the sons and daughters of God. The Lord said, I'm going to take my sons, his spirit, and put it in your heart. And we know that Jesus reflects the Father. So God put his love in us because that's what he is. We, we have to know his heart if we're going to pray. You know, I need to know his heart. Because sometimes what we want, not sometimes, most of the time, what we want isn't what, it's not the direction that God's going. And it's easy to lean, you know, the word says lean not onto your own understanding. You know, in uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But, you know, trust Him. We can't, you know, the heart is deceitful. Who can know it? But we know His heart. Or at least if we get to know His heart, then we can pray. We can pray. In confidence. His voice. God's sheep know His voice. Know His voice. When you first start the journey, you don't always know His voice. And sometimes we are in a group or crowd and there's too many voices. And we have to wait and say, God, I need to hear Your voice. But you can't do that if you don't have a relationship because you won't recognize it. Um, I am married to a wonderful man. And uh, we've been married, it'll be 35 years uh, in August. And I've known him since I was 15. And uh, I know his voice. You know, with all these people in the room, if he came in, and I think if he whispered in the back, because I know him, I know his voice. Oh, that we would be that way with the Lord. That we would know his voice. Because when we know him, then it's a safe place. He's with me. You know, I I didn't get to be in Brent, uh, Pastor Brent's class on prayer right before this. But I know he was talking about with the Spirit, you know, in prayer. And there's something about when someone walks alongside you, which is what the Holy Spirit does in prayer. When my husband walks alongside me, I feel safe. You know, not because he's big and strong, because he's not big and strong. But because he knows me, he, he protects me, uh, he's always looking out for me. He knows me in some ways better than I know myself. And it brings, it brings peace. I feel safe. Oh, so much more with the Lord. We need to hear his voice. How do we get to know about him? Through his word. We, we heard some scriptures again at the beginning. Things that talk about who God is, what prayer is. As we sit down and dig into the scriptures, 
I love Psalms 32.8 because it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel with you with my eye upon you. You know, that's, I, I love that, I think. He's not just saying, okay, do this and do that, and okay, that's good, no, that's... But he, he's ever watchful. <coughs> Excuse me. He's counseling me, but an eye on me. <coughs> to say, you've got it. That's it. You know, it's like a baby when they first start walking. You know, they're looking at you, and you're like, that's it. Keep coming. Oh, good. Yeah, it's the Lord. He's, he's got his eye on us as we do, as we grow, as we walk with him. Through teachers, pastors, you know, the fivefold ministry, we, God brings people to help us, to learn about him. You know, <clears throat> when you first become a Christian... If you don't have a good church or someone that comes alongside, you can get a little off track because you don't have someone to help you. And you only expect so much. Like we, most of us, uh, we're, we're people of the Spirit. And so... If someone stands up in here and begins to pray in the Spirit, we won't faint. Okay? We, we'll probably just join right in. Or maybe we'll stop and say, oh, something happened? God, God talk? But if you don't have that, you've never been taught that, you've never seen that, you may get scared. You may think, what kind of folk have I gotten myself involved with and probably sometime in your life if this was new to you there was a time where you thought okay this seems a little but because we learn we learn about him people help us we get to know that this is part of the Christian walk this is part of what Jesus you know he sent his Holy Spirit to empower us but we didn't learn that from day one. It took some time to know him. And then through supernatural experiences and encounters with the Holy Spirit. I remember when I was in, uh, right after I got out of college, I taught special ed. And back then, when there were only a few autistic type people, uh, I worked with autistic and um, kids who were violent because of behavioral and emotional issues and so um, every day was a challenge Um, some days you know you were attacked and you know it was what I signed up for Uh, I loved I loved what I did but there was one kid on the other side he wasn't in my class but we had adjoining classrooms and he he wasn't making any progress because whenever you asked him to do something, he didn't want to do it and he would just kind of start having a little hissy fit. And so they would back off. And finally it got to the point where we had a little meeting and, you know, I said, you know, we've got to press him. You know, we've got to push him if he's going to, you know. So that teacher listened to all of us and she began to, Make him go to the cafeteria. He never wanted to go there. He always wanted to eat in the classroom. And just different things. And one day, he started having a fit in the cafeteria. And so she said, okay, we're going back. And on the way back, he was just getting himself all riled up. And uh, by the time he got back to the room, he collapsed on the, on the floor. And... Uh, I was back in the room because I had another child with me. And, you know, she was hysterical because he had collapsed. And we sent for the nurse. We were in a public school setting. The nurse came down. And she and another man 
begin to work on uh, Bill. And he was, he had stopped breathing. And they couldn't get, you know, pulse. He began to urinate on himself, which is like a sign that, you know. And I was in the other room, kind of watching from afar. And when they looked at each other and shook their head, before I knew it, I'd come up on, on them. I leaned down and I said, Shandalaba. I, you know, it just came right out of, out of my mouth. The Spirit of the living God. And he choked up and started breathing. And we all looked at each other. I just got up and <laughs> walked away. No one, no one said anything. About that time, the ambulance, someone had called them. They had walked in, scooped him up, and out the door he went. And it, he ended up having a heart attack. And he got better. The parents wanted to send him back with a heart monitor. And I thought, mm, I think he needs a little homeschooling or something. But, but at that moment, I, I wish I could say I was God's woman of the hour. I was coming in to see. But because the spirit of the living God lived in me, he had a response. He had a response. But through those kind of experiences, I now know that I can trust God. If he would say, Laura, put your hand out. I've got this. Oh, I remember. I'm going to put my hand out. You know, I'm going I'm to trust him because I've seen him do it. And so when I hear your voice, I'm going to obey because I know something about you that I didn't know before. Encounters with the Holy Spirit. That's what helps me know Him. And when I know Him, I can pray better. You know, I, I, can, I have confidence in who He is, which gives me confidence to say what He says and to do what He does. Our God is a mighty God. He's a just God. We've seen the mighty hand of God. I'm sure you can think of situations where you've seen his hand move. He's a just God. You know, Pastor John Wooten spoke this morning about, what was it? That worms. <laughs> yeah. That guy, the king, thought he was, the governor thought he was in control. And God said, yeah, no. He's a just God. He's all-knowing God. So when we come to Him and we ask Him, He knows all things. So we can be confident that when He says something or to do something, we're going to do it because He knows all things. He knows all things. He's a loving God. Sometimes it's hard to... Be vulnerable with the Lord and with people. But if I can remember, He's a loving God. I'm more willing to bear my, bear my heart. Because I know He's a loving God. And He's a personal God. The Word says, the hairs on my head are numbered. You know, He has a plan from the very beginning. His original intent, uh, intent for my life has been there from the beginning. The giftings that he's placed in me. God, you know, I had an evangelist that used to come to our, an old church that I went to, and she would sing the song that says, I see you in the future, and you look much better than you look right now. You know, and sometimes we can't look that way because the stuff in front of us is just, you know, or unbelievable. But God sees us already there. When He sees us, He sees His original intent. He's personal. He knows me. You know, I can say, Oh, yeah, I've met Maureen. I don't really know her. 
mean, I wouldn't come up and sit on her lap and give her a hug. (laughs) Not right now. (laughs) But God is a personal God. Now we're moving into personal to intimate. You know, as soon as we hear that word, we're like, okay, what's this going to mean? He says, you know, I want to be intimate with you. When I first met my husband, I'm better now, but I was private and serious. And my husband is like loud and he just like wraps you up in his arms and he, you know, he would drive through, we'd drive through McDonald's and he's like, hey, what are you doing in there? Oh. You know, I'm like, oh my God. You know, we were just dating then, but I thought, oh Lord, honey, don't do that. Those people don't want to hear that, you know. But he's just, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but he, that's who he is. And I had to learn to adjust if I was going to stay with him. And uh, we moved into intimacy through time and experiences and practice. You know, like I said before, I, I hear his voice because we've been together. Um, when you first get married, or even when you first date, you know, they're coming. You take like an hour to get ready. You've laid your clothes out a day before. Um, I'm talking about women right now. Yeah. Uh, maybe the men made sure they had money, you know, just in case we did think you would pay, you know, on that date. You know, we did some different things. When I first got married and my kids were little, I, um, right, I'd always stop an hour before he came home, get myself all looking a certain way. That went out the window quick. <laughs> you know, I picked it back up again. I did. But some of the things we do at the beginning, because we're insecure, we're not sure, it changes because I, we, we experience each other. We experience life together. And I realize that if I don't have my makeup on, he's still going to kiss me. Okay. Amen, sister. You know, and some of it's just through you practice. Walking together, you make mistakes. Uh, it's the same with the Lord. He doesn't make the mistakes. We do. But he hangs in there with us. And he keeps telling us, get back in there. Get back in there. You're doing good. It's time and experience with him, moving in the things of God. Prayer and the intimacy of with the Lord and the Holy Spirit makes us much more effective. It just does. We don't recognize it. At first, you know, when Moses started his journey, he told God, I'm not going because I can't even talk. And yet before the end, he was, he wasn't the same man. Not because, you know, all of a sudden he, it, it was just because he walked with God and God used his hand to bring deliverance. God put him in a crazy situation and God took care of it. You know? And over and over and over again. That's how he can continue to believe beyond where we were. Because he knew God. I'm willing to trust you, Lord, because I've seen you come through time and time and time again. If you want to change the world, prayer is definitely a catalyst to do that. But I'd suggest to you that we would change the world 
when we enter into his world and allow him to change our world so that we can, with the help of the Holy Spirit, change the world. Oh! (laughs) You know, so it's it's a little different look at prayer, but we want to be effective. Ohio for Jesus. I don't know everything, but he does. And I'm saying, God, teach me your ways. Show me your glory. Show me your power. So that when you speak, I will step out. When I don't know, I'll listen for your voice. When I am scared, I know that you have a Holy Spirit to come alongside me because it's your character. It's your heart. You have a plan and it's for good and not for evil. And the way you talk to me and tell me is in prayer. It's in prayer. What's our time? How much time do we have left? Does anybody know? We have how many? Oh, okay. So, I want you to think about, let me see if I can go back. Here. Think about your prayer life. Okay? How much of his character have you been able to experience or see or know that has affected your prayer life? His heart. If someone said, well, what's the heart of God? Now, we can say, you know, he, we can say Matthew uh, 28, 18 through 20, the Great Commission. But I'm asking you, what is God's heart? What's God speaking to you in your, your ministry, in your walk of life? What is the heart of God saying to you? His voice. Do I know His voice? And in the situations that I'm in, am I hearing clearly? So, let me see. Everyone has someone sitting by them, right? I'm going to ask you just to take about 10 minutes just on this part. You can talk, as they say, talk amongst yourselves. I mean, let's, let's be vulnerable. Let's be intimate. And say, Lord, you know, I'm always saying, God, help me pray better. Let me, you know. But do we, have we considered these things in our prayer? Or are we just saying prayer because, you know, we, it's not, now I lay me down to sleep, but maybe it still kind of looks like that. You know, just what you've always understood. But I think God wants to go deeper in his communication and interaction with you so that you can go to another place in your prayer life. Because you know him you know his character. You know his heart and what I'm doing. Like, God, what, what do you have? What's, what's your heart in where I am right now? Can you speak to me, Lord? Okay. Is ten minutes too much? Okay. So you're going to be vulnerable. You're going to think about it and you're going to talk to each other. Now maybe everyone won't talk but I'm going to encourage you to encourage them I know uh, Brandon we're going to give him an A plus for saying the scripture out loud but let's, let's try does anybody have any questions about what I'm saying 
in your in your life? Like what part do you feel like, oh yeah, I got that part down. You're sharing it. Anybody else have a question about that? Okay. Thank you. I'm just listening. Yes, he did. The Jordan River for people to walk across dirt, okay? That's just incredible. She talked about Moses. He kept hitting Moses back then. Moses kept a little back. He's like, I'm not the guy. Yeah, you are. You're the guy. Yeah, exactly. Then he went back and said, Well, talk to us about this. Well, he did that. He hardened their hearts, so Moses didn't have to do it all over again. I mean, I'm thinking. How much more of this is he going to put up with? He's getting told down. You know, but he kept going back. And that's part of his voice. You know, when you talk about Moses, talk to him. He's told him what he needed to do. Joshua was saying that when he went to Jericho, he circled seven times. He said, you know, take the trumpets and go around seven times. And everybody's going to shout and the walls are going to fall down. Someone says you're going to shout and the walls are going to fall, you're going to be like, what? Especially their walls. Really? Little walls? Right. They were huge. And he did. Yeah. 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 Bigger than his word. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And hearing his voice. There's hope. When I was first in a prayer group, people were spirit filled, and I had just got spirit filled. And then we'd be praying, and then they'd say, God told me this. You know, and it made me want to want more God being around people who knew God. You know, one of them, I want that too. That's good. And then I'd listen, and I'd say, How do you? And I realized, you know, learning that you don't have to hear God the way somebody else hears God. You do hear him, you take time to quiet and listen. And then just, you know, sometimes. You know, when I'm trying, I'll be sitting still and saying, hey, God, I need to know this, and I don't hear anything, and then I'll be doing the dishes, and he'll tell me. All <laughs> right, so that's how you want to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. Many times. But, you know, With it's your daughter because, expected it. Right, because I'm not so focused on me right. what I need, and then suddenly I'll say, that's what you need to know. That's what I, I had to learn that in my morning prayer. I'm going to move around. I'm going to move around. I'm going to I'm just coming to listen. Yeah. <laughs> just talking about how our church is sort of on a precipice right now that you can either do great things for God or you can stall out and stay right where you're at, not wanting to change, and uh, nothing happens on this side. 
that if we allow ourselves to jump, the spirit of the spirit, and we see great things and sometimes that and, and a lot of times that comes with knowing what God's saying you know and, and saying do I really believe what he's saying to me and if you don't you better find out what's going on in your life and often in that area, then you need to find somebody that that is going forward and just link arms with them. Yeah. So I don't know it, but I, I believe it. So. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna walk with you right. until I get a little of that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. That's right. And just, you know, sometimes people aren't ready, but they as they go. You know, Moses as he went. Right. You know. And so if we can, if we can remember that. Yeah. We'll keep moving. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm coming to listen. Right. And I find the more my body is broken, the more I've seen different parts of his character. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I was just going like. No. Yes. And I, but I would have to be broken to a point, or broken for other people before I really, really saw that. I mean, I'm, I'm, he's my best friend now. You know, he's who I totally rely on. Yes. Yes. Sometimes I heard a pastor say that sometimes he uses a chisel, sometimes it's more like a fingernail file. <laughs> You're like, please, God. But he always has a purpose, and it's always good. I feel like I really got to share this this testimony with you, which I didn't even think about this until just now. Okay, when I first came to the, I mean, I knew about the Lord, you know, but I didn't, I didn't know ever heard of being saved. And well, I. I got pregnant with my oldest daughter, and I went to the pregnancy prison, and that's when I met my pastor's wife, okay. and the Lord just surrounded me with other Christians. I was, I had to go to church, the bus would come and pick me up, mm-hmm. and I was faithful. And now my son, my oldest son, when Pastor Jerry retires, is going to be the pastor. Okay. That's God's faithfulness. It is God's His faithfulness. faithfulness. Would, would you, everybody ever have thought 
my child? You know what I'm saying? Not what I was first, what I was first. Exactly. Everything. Oh, Jonathan, I have a child. But God. But God. That's right. Because he always does things that surprises us. And then it's like we get used to those surprises and then you got another big one. Yes! Yeah. I hope you've had good conversation. <laughs> uh, now that we've talked in our small groups, I, I have a few questions for you. Have you, well, let me, let me back up. When you came to this class, obviously you knew it had something to do with prayer. Had you ever considered what we talked about today? This, oh, give me some. Not that much depth. Mm-hmm. You think about it, it's not that deep. It opens it Yeah. Any anyone else? True. Okay, I need a man to speak up. <laughs> I was sharing with Pam. I says, uh, actually, I have been a lot of these things that you brought up that happen on my mind, and I have to think. And that's probably one of the reasons why I signed up for this class is, is a greater seeking of him. And uh, sometimes it, uh, the things that I was doing wrong was is I was praying constantly, which is a good thing. That I was doing all the talking, mm-hmm. and I wasn't taking time to listen to His voice. Right. And uh, to be able to, as the Bible says, which is biblical, is find our prayer closet to shut out the distractions of the world, mm-hmm. so that we can focus on His voice, mm-hmm. so that we don't confuse Him with other voices that are, you know, false prophets or you know, so forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing is, is I've always, up to this point, prayed so much for things to be resolved in my form or my manner or my wishes. And uh, I began to learn to pray more to my Heavenly Father that, that His will be done in my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to be patient. You know, we live in a microwavable society. We I do. These instant, these spontaneous reactions from our Father. You know, our Lord's is, His time is different than ours, so patience is a very hard thing, but it's, it's, it's a virtue that's learned to achieve. I find that as I develop more in this walk with the Lord, that um, when we first start, we're always looking for the results. You know, I prayed this and it happened. Woo! You know, next time I'm going to ask for something a little bigger and a little. <clears throat> but I've learned through the time that the richness comes with just being with Him, knowing that He is really listening to me, and that that conversation, that interaction, is where I find my 
my peace, my joy, my, you know, it's not just about what I'm asking for. You know, I talk to my husband not because I have to, because I want to. You know, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to um, listen to his slant. You know, I, I like him. You know? So how much more, how much more with the Lord? You know, where I, I enjoy him, so I'm willing to run. Wherever he's running, I'm going to run. Because he is my everything. My, my youngest son died, it'll be 10 years in July. And uh, he had uh, testicular cancer. And it was very sudden. Very, very sudden. But, uh, and, but God came alongside. You know, um, it, it was sad. But we looked for sorrow and it wasn't there. Because God just came alongside. And this was for both my husband and my other two children that are still on this side of heaven with us. <clears throat> but I can remember at the funeral when we were celebrating, and it was a great celebration, I said, you know, he's with the one I trust the most. And that, that was really true. You know, he's with the one I trust the most. And so often we, we forget that part of of our walk like the Lord has to remind us do you trust me do you trust me and when we first start out yes I trust you then he starts saying go this way and we're like "Mm." (laughs) huh (laughs) I'm going to pray a little longer you know I'm, a, I'm listening for something else. <laughs> but, you know, that trust level, I learn Him so I can trust Him. So when He says, do this, speak that, go there, I'll do it. Not because I'm so mature in the things of God. No, it's just I know, I know Him. And He's never failed me or forsaken me. I know His Word is sure. I know that He has a plan for me and it's good and not for evil. I know that when He says speak, His word doesn't come back void. And as I begin to realize and walk in that, it makes it so much easier to believe God for things that are impossible. Not because I've arrived, but because He's already been there. I appreciate you showing up for my class today. We, I'm going to give you an extra five minutes to run to the bathroom. Um, but I just pray that this will help you on your journey.